0: gotta get you something don't i gotta feed the cones it's been a minute you guys understand what happened to me if you know if you live in the abb world you know what maybe not everybody does you're hearing this and you wonder hey tommy where you dang been talking all this mess about consistency and here you are well you gotta give me credit either way it's been a couple of months i'm doing i'm kind of i'm in the mix as 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 we say and uh You know, literally, we don't want to hear about that. But anyway, listen, was on a cruise, okay, explorer of the seas. Let me just put it like this. There was complaints. There were complaints at the end by myself registered on the final days of the cruise. And my exact complaint to the internet director was, uh, sir, I came on this cruise wanting to get work done. I just was on a fun cruise with a bunch of people. I wanted this cruise for research and work. And he looked at me and he said, no, this is the wrong ship for that. Let's start the show.
1: Oh, we back for another one, right? Hey. Bags are packed. Hey, Tommy, you ready? Let's go. We going in. Hey. Yeah. The night before the cruising If I'm honest, I ain't sleeping But even if I could, I'd be dreaming about this weekend, all the fun we about to have Best we taking this vacation I'll Always be booked on our way to embarkation Cause we know it's in store Pockets and pine trees, tropical sea breeze And frozen daiquiris, oh please Thank you sir, yes I think I'll have another Please don't blow my cover, cause I'm passing on the muster Bring a lover, bring a friend, bring someone you just met It ain't snowing, where we going And the good times never end Here's to five more years, drinking beers, running beer Thanks for giving us your ears through the laughter and the tears. But we just getting started out here, give us a holler. If you're looking, you can find us somewhere south of the Bahamas. Getting hotter as we go, cones and we united. So sound that horn, cause everybody's invited. <laughs>
0: All aboard and welcome ladies and gentlemen to the always be booked cruise cast show coming to you not quite live from sunny south florida boca raton to be exact it has been a minute for this show few days late there's no question about that there's no excuses except this time there really is. I went on a cruise, which, I mean, you guys, I've mean we have, we have been known to do that, go on a cruise here and there. Uh, I remember the days of 2010, 2011, when you would buy that internet. You'd pay top dollar for internet, and you would expect it to be spotty. They wouldn't charge you a ton because of the fact that they knew that it was terrible internet. But nowadays, things like it seems like we've come so far. I have never had a real problem with the internet in a while. Not that I'm necessarily trying to do a whole bunch of stuff, but general basic uploads. You know, I've been able to upload the Patreon show, and uh, it's never been an issue. On this cruise, however, it really, really was – So that and for more about the sailing that I just got off of, the Explorer of the Seas, six nights out of Miami, Uh, we're going to come back to that. But I will get into a few pieces of, I guess, things that are in the cruise news uh, spectrum right now. We'll talk about Norwegian. And there was a situation where the gangway collapsed in Panama City, Panama. Nobody. Nobody wants that to happen. I mean, this is just a disaster. It seems like, and again, you can't point fingers in a situation like this as of yet, but there is, there are, there may be rumblings that there may have been a level of negligence, but we will see. So on Tuesday, November 8th, at about 1.30 p.m. local time, that's again, Panama City, uh, in Panama, guests were injured as a result of a gangway collapse now there was medical personnel and first responders who did come to the scene Norwegian immediately dispatched and flew out a few members of their cares team for support now you can go both ways on that you know you say all right well, these care these care teams who, who are they are they are they there to they should have been there they should have showed they cared before you know what I mean because the gangway wouldn't have collapsed if there were people who were there who were on a cares team But at the same time, also, I do appreciate this move because, you know, things happen in other governments. And, you know, when you're talking about Norwegian Cruise Line, uh, the entity to which you gave your money to and the entity that is supposed to be a representative of you in this whole situation, uh, it probably does feel a little bit comfortable, especially when you're overseas in a um, You know, in a different municipality and uh, to have somebody who's directly there to try to give even if there's not much that they can do to know that there's somebody there that's acting in your best interest. I do like that move out of Norwegian. Um, There were a lot of posts and uh, photographs that were circulating on social media. At this time, Norwegian hasn't really mentioned how many people were injured or what the cause of the collapse was officially. Now, what was said on social media outlets were that, you know, guests were taken away in either wheelchairs and or stretchers. And uh, we will check in with you uh, about this story for more developments. There were a lot of things that went on on social media about this. And... um. You know, there's posts that will allege that the gangway was higher, that the gangway did not necessarily line up in a safe way with the pier, therefore causing a more steeper than usual decline or incline, however you want to put it, from the actual, um, you know, the the, the the threshold of the ship to the port, and that would likely cause some pressure and things where weight was not distributed properly. As a result, that was the cause for the broken equipment. But anyway, we are hoping that these people are okay. We're hoping for a um, speedy solution. We're hoping for this to be rectified. We're hoping Norwegian learned something from this and, you know, we make some improvements to this. You know, this is how these things happen. You'll see all sorts of uh, new rules and regulations as a result of this. I think, if I'm not mistaken, again, and I should know this, uh, but I'm pretty sure the Costa Concordia was the reason why the muster drills were brought back into effect at such a, I guess, you know, what would you say like a, like a non negotiable way? So. Every time something happens like this, it's, un- it's horribly unfortunate, but there is a teaching moment, a learning situation, and then hopefully, like I said, we'll, we'll put things in place that make sure this does not happen whatsoever once again. We're going to take it over to Maine and the Bahaba, the Bar Harbor, the people, the locals, the townspeople, they've all voted. That they, uh, they wanted to uh, make a few changes. So you know that there is a road. It's weird because there's a road that connects Key West and Maine. And that road is called US-1. Now, what also connects Key West and Bar Harbor, Maine is the apparent local objection to having cruise ships come to their particular town. Now, here's the deal. There was a citizen's petition to impose a 1,000 person passenger per day limit to the area for cruise passengers, and voters had a chance and did support this petition this past Tuesday. Now, 58% of the local population supported this pet- petition, the harbor master is going to have his hands full because he's the guy who's going to have to put a regulation or a reservation system in place that will enable Bar Harbor to enforce this ordinance. It seems like it's going to be a little difficult to me. Uh, I think you just got to go by ship. You know what are you supposed to do if the Norwegian Encore gets there and they're only a- up, they're only able to, to to disembark a thousand people? Who decides who goes? it's going to be complicated. Now, as you would imagine, the 42% opposed to the petition were mostly having something to do with local businesses. But those in favor seem to think that their community becomes overrun with cruise passengers to the level at which it becomes a detriment to the overall quality of life of the people there. Now, while Charles Sidman, Now, this guy is the lead organizer. He's behind the petition. He says they are excited about being able to make Bar Harbor or Bahaba uh, more tourism sustainable and even handed and also beneficial. Bar Harbor town manager Kevin Sutherland thinks it's unfortunate. He's against this whole thing. He says that this will lead to major cruise lines scrapping the Bar Harbor as a port of call. He thinks it's going to be too difficult, as mentioned before, to regulate who can and can't get off the ship, and cruise lines will forego this port as a result of just having to make too many decisions. Now, many are saying that this is not quite over yet. Town officials are expecting a lawsuit from the cruise lines. In a response to this possibility, we have a direct quote from, as mentioned, the petition leader, Sidman. Uh, he says, our path may not be clear sailing, but we've gotten further than anyone else, and the world has taken notice. He said, wow, I guess he's right, huh? I'm in Florida talking about Maine. We're going to get a lot of support. The harder the industry fights against the decision of our citizenry, the more damage they're going to do to themselves. If we have to fight that next phase of a longer war, we will. And we will win that one as well. Man, these he's... Uh, a lot of times these activists, they go hard, huh? He's, he's, he's dug in. Sidman is dug in. He sounds like he is not turning back on this, and he's decided that what's best for this area is to thin out the herd when it comes to uh, cruise ship tourism. We're going to go back to Norwegian right now real quick, and they have a strategy. And what their strategy is is basically we're talking pricing, you know? Oh, Royal Caribbean, Carnival, even MSC, a lot of these, you know, members of the big four, and I did say big four because that's what it seems like it's like, or at least it's going closer to that direction. You're seeing a lot of price discounts, and there is a good reason for that. You know, the thought process on the price discounts is get people on the ships. If we can't sell the or or, or get capacity up to where it was pre-pandemic, Let's just get people on the ships. Then at least we'll get some onboard spending out of them. We'll get the taxes and port fees. We'll get the gratuity charges. You know, maybe some travel insurance. And then some onboard spending in the form of shore excursions, drink packages, uh, dining, and whatever other activities. So... The distant, and I do say distant, of the of the big, the distant third of the big three cruise lines, as I refer to Norwegian as, uh, at least from a sheer market share standpoint, is now saying they are good, Gucci as the kids say, mainly because their base guests are, as they put it, kind of, I don't know, they don't put it like this, but they're basically saying, listen, our crowd is fancy. I know a lot of loyal to royal people in my day. I know a lot of families and value-driven people who are also partial to Carnival. Now, I don't know many people. Do you? Let me know. Tommy at AlwaysBeBooked.com. Do you know people who are strictly loyal to Norwegian Cruise Line? I don't know. What would you call that? What would you call Loyal to Royal versus, uh, I don't know, what, Feenin for Norwegian? You got you to gotta give them some sort of a title. Uh, I like Norwegian a lot, personally. I'm still bitter about a couple of the breakups they've had between the likes of Pitbull and SpongeBob, but I do like the overall product that Norwegian brings to the table. Even on my last cruise uh, on one of their more basic ships, I think, I'm not going to say this yet, but I like the way Norwegian does... Mid-range basic ships, the gem I loved. We'll contrast that a little bit when we're talking about the Explorer of the Seas for Royal Caribbean, but we'll talk about that later, as mentioned. Anyway, fiery and passionate CEO Frank Del Rio, uh, he likes his ba- his brand's prognosis because he says that their guests are willing to spend the big bucks for the right experience. Now his quote and it might be a bit polarizing. Uh I'm not sure if he thought this one out totally, but he says the vast majority of their guests have a net worth of over two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> I don't know. Anybody who's uh worth under two hundred and fifty K, it just kind of sends a little bit of a message. Norwegian may not necessarily value you as much. He adds that they are a more resilient uh, cohorts in the event of an economic downturn, particularly if the job market remains strong and equity markets stabilize. Uh, I don't know. It's kind of dealing with the short term and it's kind of like we're dealing with ifs, aren't we? He's saying this holds true across all their brands and those include Norwegian Cruise Line, Oceana Cruises and Regent Seven Seas. Del Rio also said that their guests are sourced from North America. Mostly, I think it's uh, a very high percentage of North American guests from Norwegian, so they won't be exposed to the already troubled financial waters of Europe, or at least uh, not as much as his competitors will be because I think he thinks he's got more of the North American market share from a percentage standpoint than Carnival or Royal Caribbean do. Uh, Certainly MSC. As the gloating continues, he said that onboard revenue generation is also Killing it for Norwegian as it is up 30% in 2022 compared to a similar sample time frame in 2019. Norwegian also remains uh, proud of its crowd who books early and gets the final payment in 120 days before sale day so as to climb on board with those notoriously fresh wallets, as Del Rio so capitalistically puts it. I don't know. What do you guys think? Most people thought that based on the shutdowns, Norwegian would be the most vulnerable and thus the most at risk for bankruptcy out of all the big three. Do you think Frank Del Rio has a point and his right to be so swaggerlicious? Or do you think he's seeing things through rose-colored glasses. I want to hear your your, your opinion on that as always. Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. All right. I want to say something here, okay? Now, I shouldn't pre I shouldn't preface this at all cuz Tommy's going to be Tommy as I speak about myself in the third person. I am who I am. I'm going to say what I'm going to say. Now, other my colleagues the other people who do cruise content i'm gonna go off the cuff as i sometimes say uh right now for a little bit i'm gonna take you to task okay i'm gonna take you to task a little bit and i've been listening to mo- to people out there i'm not gonna say names we're not gonna mention me and maybe next time we'll name names i'm not gonna name names this time but it was more than one okay a lot of you guys are giving carnival cruise line a pass and I'm hearing a lot of excuse making. Okay, so now let me back up again. Okay, so when I say this stuff, we're all friends out here. We're, we, we are able to take each other to task. We're able to disagree with things. I got to fill a lot of airtime here. Okay, we're all out here trying to get views. Uh, we're baiting. We're not hesitating. We're elating. And we're master. No. I we'll go with that one. But what I will say is that we should be able... We should have a a friendly, fun Discord. And I'm saying this a little tongue-in-cheek, but I am coming at you a little bit. I'm coming at you with the proverbial come at. Okay? We're letting Carnival off the hook a little bit. Okay? This is not... I mean... I'm hearing people go in and talk about the things that Carnival are taking away from us and whether or not they're reasonable. Oh, this one seems reasonable. This one maybe not as much, but this one's reasonable. Okay, overall, reasonable. No, no, no. I'm out here for the, for the consumer. I'm a guest advocate, okay? And this is the thing. Maybe if you single-handedly examined the rationale of each of these things that they've taken away from us or changes that they have made that affect us in a negative way, maybe you can make the argument for them. But the fact that you have to go down a list of changes is the problem. They hit you with a barrage of things that, quite frankly, I don't want to get hit with. I don't want to listen to you telling me what you're taking away from me. Think about how it was to cruise five, eight, ten years ago. You didn't have to think about these things. Have I ever ordered three entrees in the dining room? Probably maybe once or twice out of my 30 cruises, 30 plus cruises. Should I have? Maybe not. Is it gluttonous? Maybe. Uh, Did I finish them all every time? Maybe not. But why are we doing this now? Like this is not the way to go. You have to. Give perceived value. And when we read lists, different announcements, different letters from our travel agents, different letters from John Heald every other day talking about the, the three things today that are getting taken away or the three items today that the prices are getting raised on or the three policy changes that are negatively affecting the guests. Stop it. Stop it. Cruising is reeling as an industry and carnival. You're the leader of that industry. I need you to take take your foot off the gas, and I need you to stop taking things away. I don't want to have to. If is the list legitimate? That's not a question. The question is that there, there is a list in the first place. That's the first side of it. Second of all, pundits, pundits out there, colleagues, dare I say, as I as I fake a little bit of outrage at you. Uh, this is how it starts. We all know how this starts. The first thing that happened with room service, I started cruising. There was no charge from room service. Okay, now there's got to be a small charge uh, per item basis because of the fact that it's all about the food waste. We don't want to waste the food. So we're doing this to deter you from ordering too much. Does that in a nutshell make sense? Yes, you can't argue with that necessarily. But what did that do? That... Blurred a line that cut an edge. There was a non-negotiable: you don't pay for room service. Now you pay two dollars per item. Anybody check lately what they pay for room service? So that's my point. When you allow, or we we kind of just casually just be okay with, you know, them giving a list of eighteen points of items that they could now charge for or change. That's just setting up the next thing to where you know what. We had to pay nine ninety nine for the third entree. This is not that big of a deal. It's only now. It's only twelve ninety nine. And then this and that. And then you know the whoever don't change the lobster night. Yeah, I don't know why they did it either. Yes, I have my speculations. Yes, I think uh, there has been stuff thrown out there by other pundits that could be right. But I'm not interested in hearing it. Stop making these changes. Stop changing things right now. We we the last thing we need is to be nickel and dime to death. Okay, I'm telling you right now, it starts with what they laid out before that opens the door for it to get more and more and more. So that's all I have to say. But hey, I love all you guys. I love everybody out there. We're allowed to have spirited disagreements. Come back at me on your show. Let me know what you think. If you think if you think that I might be talking about you. We'll see what happens. Anyway, I wanted to take this time to invite you to join our Facebook group. The Facebook group is on guess where Facebook. It's called the Always Be Booked Cruise and Travel Lounge. It's an area where we build our community. Our community exists in this space and we kind of go back and forth. We post pictures. We celebrate cruising. We answer and ask questions. We give each other valuable information We get to know each other. We break each other's chops a little. We do all of those things. It is just a community in every sense of the word. It's the Always Be Booked Cruise and Travel Lounge, the group on Facebook. I do have a Facebook page. That's not as active. We don't do as much there. We're going to eventually. But for now, go to the Always Be Booked Cruise and Travel Lounge on Facebook. You'll request to join, and I will part those velvet ropes and let you right in. Also... Uh, Always Be Booked is on YouTube. Please check that out. I got to get back into the monetization. So if you could help me out with that, watch a couple of the ship tours, watch a couple of the videos. I'm going to be posting more stuff. We have the carnival celebration coming up. I'm not, I didn't do an Explorer of the Seas tour. Very good reason for that, in my opinion, is that it, it's going to get amplified, right? So it's going to be an obsolete ship tour very, very quickly. So we're not going to get into that. Uh, always be booked on YouTube. I also have an Instagram. I am clearly shadow banned. I have pushing st- no, like 3,500 followers. I'm getting 20 likes on my reels, and I'm watching the other reels that I'm up against, and I like my reels. I'm using the hashtags. I'm doing the things, dare I say, and I'm still getting very, very low views. Now, that's me. You know, You can't necessarily go run out there and say, hey, f- Instagram, get off my lawn. That doesn't make sense. That, that 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 saying doesn't apply to what I just said, but I used it anyway because it's just an old guy complaining about something. And in this case, I'm complaining about the fact that I don't really see the Instagram account blowing up. So anything you could do to double tap on those and uh, share those, comment on those, that would be very, very helpful. I got the merch up. I, I'm excited about the new shirts I got. I've uh, got a bunch of new shirts up in the merch. Go to alwaysbebooked.com, scroll down to where you see the merch and you can make that happen and you can uh get yourself hey, Christmas is coming right around the corner. We got pier runner shirts, we got shirt on in the pool shirts, we got uh always be booked logo shirts. I got I'm not a sailor, I just cruise a lot cute little cat shirts. We got a lot of a lot of stuff over there. So check it out. And then the Patreon. It's called The Wake Up Show. We do it daily when we're not on a cruise ship that doesn't have internet. And what it is is basically a positive way to start the day. You plug in. You check in with me every day. Usually about a half hour a show. And uh, we do it Monday through Friday. It does cost $8 a month. But considering that this is a show that comes every single day of the regular week. And uh, I do put some time, research, and energy to it. It's also a great way to support this current show that you're listening to right now. You go to Patreon.com. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash always be booked. All right, so Morgan Freeman is going to be back with us next week, but just he wanted me to pass along some information for you. If you do have any interest in going on a cruise, you have any questions about a cruise and want to know what it's like, what your options are, what some of the pricing is, hit me up, Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Also, like I said, we'll do emails on Tuesday. We'll do a show this is this is last week's show, basically This is a makeup show, so we'll hold off on the emails. but if you want to send an email any questions corrections comments uh suggestions tommy at alwaysbebooked dot com we we, we we your emails are a lifeblood of the show I don't know where I don't know why I've heard that before, but don't hesitate. Send an email. All right, Explorer of the Seas, just off this cruise ship yesterday. And we'll do a little bit of a recap. So first, I'll start off with the spending. You know, the mindset of this cruise in general was to go on and relax and work. Now, here's the problem. Uh, it didn't work out like that in, in a, for a few reasons. First and foremost, because I have to, you know, the, everything that you do in life, you have your mind's eye on what you think you're going to do. And then, you know, the whole, you know, man makes plans and God laughs type of a scenario. You have to see it play out in real time. You have to see it because, my like I said, my intention was to go on this cruise and I was going to be a business guy. I was going to work. I was going to stay to myself. I was going to be holistic. I was going to eat right, go to the gym every day, and just uh, make massive strides In this whole always be booked thing, whether it's planning, executing, following up, creating all of that stuff. This is what this cruise was going to be. Now, it turns out a couple of things that kept that from happening. First and foremost, the biggest one is the lack of Internet. There was no Internet on this cruise ship for most of the time. Now. You say, hey, Tommy, I saw you posting on Facebook, so what's up with that? Okay, yeah, the Internet did work intermittently. So if I, let's just say I wanted to do a post, I would put a post up, I would hit post, and then I would kind of walk around. It would say loading, 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 and then it would say, no, not loading. And every, every once in a while, I would just get lucky, right place, right time. And it would kind of take the right amount of time to kind of get it done. I was able to shockingly get off one Patreon because I figured I was, you know, I was like, it was hard to get that one off. But then once I got that off, I was like, all right, if I got that one off, I can get them off for a week. But I kept trying. I kept trying, as you saw. Yeah, the ones who were mega cones out there know that they were getting alerts that a new Patreon was in, but it was an empty. It was like it was like a ghost. It was. It, I was shooting blanks. With the uh, with the, 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 there was nothing, there was no file attached. It said the file was attached, or at least whatever it looked like to me that it said the file was attached, and it didn't work. So, the internet was the first part of it. Turns out, I'm not mature enough. Also, I have to get into a place mentally, I have to develop the muscle where I eliminate the FOMO, okay? Because I can say to myself, All I want, I'm on a cruise ship, and I'm gonna, you know, just. Bypass all this fun that's going on, whether it's drinks, whether it's eating, whether it's in pools, whether it's anything. Uh, I wasn't prepared for what it was going to take. Yes, it was a combo though. The internet, you know, if there's no internet, what are you supposed to do? So a couple of things. This this cruise, let's just put it out there like this. This cruise did not go the way I wanted to go. So the the streak is still alive. The streak being I have never had a bad cruise in my life, but. And this is a good cruise. This was a good cruise, a really good cruise. But somebody's got to be the worst. So this was the worst cruise I've ever had. Uh, And and I'll say it for a few reasons because it's a solo cruise, right? So solo cruises are okay. And when that's what you have available to you, they're good. But to me, a solo, it's always better if you have a big group of people. Is that going out on a limb? You know what I mean? Is There are advantages to solo cruising, but when you have a big crew or a decent-sized crew, sometimes you have a better chance of having a good time. Uh, I meant to do a bunch of work. The, there was no internet, and that actually was a real story. Now, I was nervous that they were going to take away the Internet if I demanded a refund, which was the case. So I waited and waited and waited until the final day. And at about noon, I went down and I said, hey, I can't pay for this Internet. And he says, good news, Tommy, we'll take half off for you. Now, first of all, let me back it up. Went on a guest services line and waited 45 minutes. You know on the last C-Day, if you go to guest services, it's the only thing worst is going on the first day. So you're going to be waiting for a little while. And that's exactly what I did do. I was waiting at guest services, and I get to the top of guest services, and they say, hey, you're in the wrong line. you got to go to the internet line across the way on the other side of the hall. I'm like, okay, that's great. Maybe... Uh, a sign would have helped or something. So then I get in the internet line. That was another fifteen minutes or so. And I told the guy, I said, "Hey, uh, there's no, there's no uh, internet." He's like, "The internet is not as bad as you're making it seem." I'm like, "Okay, well," and I pulled the whole. I didn't say it like this, but I was like, "Do you know who I am?" That's basically what I did. I was like, "Can you go to a website right now? I want you to go check out my website." And he goes to go to my website, and he goes, "Ah, oh, the internet's not working." So I looked at him, okay, so you can't go to my website because your internet's not working. Yeah. I was like, listen, here's the deal. I'm a cruise enthusiast, a travel agent, a cruise content creator, and uh, it's called Always Be Booked. And my plan was to just work on that for this cruise. I just got off the Allure a couple of weeks ago. Had a great time. So I had a um, very, very reduced price cruise. So I jumped on and said, let me do some work. I'll just strictly do some work. And he looked at me in his exact words. Well, uh, sir, this is uh, this is not the best ship for that. I'm like, well, how the hell do you know? You're standing on a podium that says Zoom Wi-Fi. Why am I to think that this isn't going to be good? He's like, I understand, sir. What can I do? I, I think... I think I can take 50% off of your uh, bill. I was like, that's not going to cut it. 50% off? I didn't get any of what I wanted to do done. How can you tell me that you're going to charge me anything for this internet? And he said, okay, I'll take it off. I'll take the whole thing off. So he took the whole thing off. But then at that moment, it was only like 1130 a.m., and he shut down the shut down all access to the internet so i couldn't post at all i couldn't get a text off if i wanted to i couldn't like connect in any way so being on a solo cruise that wasn't going to be acceptable i needed a little something you know it was helpful The the intermittent little spotty little bits of Wi-Fi that I would get. And that was the most frustrating thing because you never knew when it was going to kick in. It would kick in. You got a picture going. You want to hit this post. You just made this cool little reel. So you want to get it off. And then, you know what? The thing loads. And it looks like it's going to post. And then it goes all the way to the last, the end of the bar. Like it's about to post. And then you're staring at that wheel for like 25 minutes as a reggae man plays. (laughs) And it's so maddening because sometimes it will work and then sometimes it won't work. And there's no rhyme or reason to when it wouldn't, when it wouldn't. I was hoping that there was an area of the ship that was a little bit better. And they seemed to be it sometimes, but not always. They're really, again, I was able to do the Facebook live. That was cool. But overall, it was just, it was a little rough. So aside from the internet, I've told you guys that I'm not necessarily the best extrovert. I've done a detailed article on the art of solo cruising or the anatomy of a solo cruise, the the term I overused, the whole anatomy thing. Uh, But the thing is, is that I got a good shot at it. It's just not something that always comes natural to me to necessarily strike up dead sober conversations with strangers. Like it or not, judge it or not, a little bit of social lubricant in the form of booze will help me do that. And believe me, let me start by saying I drank more on this cruise than I would have wanted, more than I had planned. In fact, let's go back to that right now. So my total CPAS bill. Was uh six hundred and forty two dollars. That was it. Six hundred and forty two. Not too bad, right? Four hundred and thirty eight dollars of that was drinks. There it would have been more if they didn't take off the internet situation, but they did. So I'm not counting that. The two hundred and four were it was things like Zoomy and uh onboard gratuities and a couple of other minor things as well. But Four hundred and thirty eight dollars out of the six hundred and forty two. So, yeah, I think I probably did the right thing by not getting the drink package. If I got the drink package, I would have drank more, but I would have done so out of obligation. I drank the amount. Let's just say I drank more than I wanted to drink just because of the fact that going back to the other thing, I hear music. I see people having fun. I just want to go get a drink when that happens. If there's a reggae band playing in the Caribbean, you're going to tell old Tommy not to go get a Grey Goose and Soda? That's a, that's a tough ask. I got to train. I got to be better at doing that, okay? Especially if I'm going to be cruising monthly, which I'm not, but it's just kind of happening now. I have to be better at turning down the good time. You know what I mean? Understand that you're going to live to fight and have a good time another day. Another 28 days, I'm already going on the carnival celebration. So it shouldn't have been anything for me to be able to miss this. I could train myself in that now. But you know what? The uh, Maybe I would have been able to do it if there was Internet. And I could have immersed myself in work. But not this time. So. I'll say that. So I didn't really interact with too many people. There were some conversations. I learned a couple of things like, and I probably knew them already, but you know, solo cruisers, if you're going to go on a solo cruise, I saw one woman, she was on a solo cruise and she was just unabashedly. I'm giving her credit. She was unabashedly just telling people how bad a time she's having. And then people are saying, you're on a cruise. She's got all alone though. I'm all alone. And, uh, It's not funny, but you know, people were supportive. I would have been supportive, but there were like three people over there to support her. They're like, Well, you're still having a good time. You're still you're not alone right now. You're with us and this and that. So, you know, she I know, you know, she's just being a little dramatic, but also being honest and being truthful. And that is that is a feeling and I touch on that in the article about everybody thinks, you know, Oh, I'm going on a solo cruise, let me just jump in there, day one I'll have nineteen people fighting to be my friend. Uh, it's not always the case, especially, you know, it's easier for certain people, you know, certain, certain people are just built like that myself, not, I can now it's hit or miss. Now, if I get the right couple of drinks and, you know, sit next to, or go near the right group of people, it could happen. So what I definitely learned is, you know, if you want to interact with people and possibly have people. The way to go is hot tub. See, I do have an advantage. It is real. Like when I, if I over, you overhear a lot of conversations and these people are novice cruisers a lot. And not to be a Mister Know It All at all. But if you hear a conversation and they're really wondering something, and in your mind you have information that is going to be useful for them in the conversation, hey, I don't mean to interrupt, but I heard you say this, and and that happened a couple of times to where, and then that would lead to a forty-five minute conversation. You know, that's that's something that does happen. But you want to be in either the hot tubs or at, unfortunately, the blackjack table. Those two places, if you're a solo cruiser and you want to make some friends, you almost have to. You almost have to interact. A couple of interactions I had. Uh, First of all, at the casino, (laughs) there was a guy, an older gentleman, I don't know, mid 70s maybe, and he had his wife. And his wife was a sweet lady. And I don't know if he was winning or losing, but I had decided on night five that, or nights, yeah, night six, that I was going to get some drinks in me. So I did just that. And I had some drinks. I had the Dos Equis five pack and then I had some Grey Goose and sodas on top of that to go over, you know, just to kind of solidify that experience. So I sat down at the casino table at the blackjack table feeling pretty good. So I, nothing is worse at a casino than bad energy. You know, people that are just to themselves. There's no they, when, when the casino tables are running right. When you're playing blackjack with a group of people that are all on the same page and even the dealers on the same page, too, you know, uh, that's the way it goes. So I try to establish that. I sit down and I start giving this guy like little jabs about his hat, like in a funny way. I'm like, oh, uh oh we got the world series champion Houston Astros. I'm hoping we're having a good as good of luck as the Astros had. And then the wife is totally engaging and smiling and nice and being funny with me and he's just literally not giving me the time of day. His head is down. Now granted, maybe he's losing. If you're losing at a blackjack table, uh you know, you don't want to hear from some jerk or a drunk jerk off or, you know, especially me coming in and making quips about your baseball team. But I, uh, you know, sometimes those things are lost on me. (laughs) So I start playing. I'm providing commentary that probably nobody wants. But the woman's being very polite. The other people at the table are being pretty polite too. And we're having a good little table. But this guy's just being a curmudgeon. And he's looking down. And the more I seem to try to ingratiate myself to him, the less he wants to interact with me. So then now I'm like, F this guy. So now I'm just going to go at him. So I'm like. So I'm like, man, I hope nobody's cheating because the dealer got a blackjack, maybe a couple of blackjacks in a row. I'm like, what do you got a drum there? What are you cheating? Like the Houston Astros? Because the Houston Astros had a notorious situation a couple years ago where they were actually caught cheating with different various types of illegal signaling that they were using to denote what pitches were on the way so as to give an advantage to the hitter and uh they were busted for that so then i literally just took a full so i'm like what are you cheating like the like the astros and that's when he looked up at me and then he started laughing so it wasn't until i tried to like actually get under his skin a little bit i wasn't trying to Hiss him off per se, but I, th- th- all the other quips were like trying to be more ingratiating, trying to just get him on my side or whatever. When I saw that he wasn't into that at all, I went for like a little bit of a sting, like a little bit of a, all right, this dickhead's going to ignore me. His wife is a sweet lady. I'm just going to just call the Astros team the cheaters. And then when I did that, that's when he came in. That's when he looked up, started laughing and and joined me. And then from then on, oh, and then another guy sat down right next to me, and this guy was an absolute pleasure to play with. We were going back and forth. So long story short, I won $300 on the last night of the cruise, which pissed me off. Because, again, you try to be responsible. There is no full-time income right now. When, there is a cru- when I am cruising, when there's a full-time income, and I'm going back to a paycheck, yes, those... $15 bets that I'm doing are $50 bets. So then when you double down and you split, those $50 bets are $100 bets and so on and so forth. So for the amount I was winning and for the level that I was playing at and the zone that I was in, I was like always used to kind of walking away with at least a $1, dollars $1,500 from, from that level of success. But because of the fact that I was playing responsibly with $15 hands... Ah, uh, yeah won 300 bucks. Can't complain. Can't complain. But yeah, just my mental gambling clock said, Oh, yeah, you're killing it. Look at the dealer bus, dealer bus. Too many, too many. Double down, win 21. You feel like you're doing good. You know when you're on a roll, and you know what your normal play will yield you when you're on that roll. And uh yeah, this was only three hundred when it normally it would have been at least a thousand, but it is what it is. You got one one three hundred. I was due for a win. I had got banged up a couple of the last times I played, so I was happy. Putting about four hours, three, four hours at the table, and I had a good time, you know. But the guy next to me was cool. He was really cool and we were having a good interaction and I felt bad leaving. Because he didn't want me to go. You know, that's one thing when you got a table that's hot, that's doing well, and everybody's having fun. And me and him were having some really cool conversations about strategy. And uh, he was a little more experienced than me. Uh, maybe a lot, but I was getting a good amount. You know, and I would make some moves that, you know, he would say, Yo, I, you know, they are not supposed to do that. But I totally see why you're doing that. I, I, I get that move. Um, so it was cool. And then when I did say, all right, I'm done, it was very abrupt. And it was like quick because I was just like, i right, got $300 in front of me. I want to go home with this $300. I'm, good. I'm done. And he uh, <clears throat> he didn't say anything. He didn't try to stop me. He didn't like anything. He was just like, hey, man, pleasure playing with you. Pleasure playing with you. And it was like, I knew you don't do that to the table. You know, you don't just get up and leave. But I was playing for a while. You know, the decision you got to make, it's not always going to be popular at the table because, you know, from what it was you know I'm not, I'm no I'm no good luck charm trust me but it's just energy you know what I mean sometimes when you get to a table it was losing and the table was losing in the beginning I was down <clears throat> for my 300 that I that I put in uh I was down to about 150 so I was definitely looking like I was like all right well I'm going to lose all this but it didn't go that way I hung in there that's the thing you got to do with blackjack listen dealers are going to go on runs okay You're going to, it's a game of runs. As much as you like to, I'm the guy who likes to play like, all right, you lose two hands. You're bound to win the next hand, right? Triple your bet. No, I don't think that's the way to do it. I think the real way to do it is just to to ride the streaks out. Because the dealer, when she gets cold or he gets cold, that's when you pop. That's when you jump in. But the dealers get hot. And honestly, there's no point in walking away because the dealers are always going to get hot. What you have to do is recognize that you got a hot dealer. So just lay low. Bet the minimum. Bet the minimum. You're going to win a couple of hands. You're going to take, you got to weather that storm. All right, enough gambling talk. Uh, another interesting thing that happened. I was messaging the group from the Allure of the Seas. It was so interesting too. And this was such a crippling, helpless feeling. I'm in Izumi, right? I go up to Izumi. What a beautiful venue. It's at the very top of the ship and you're overlooking, you know, everything. It's almost like where the, uh, where the diamond lounge is where the um, the nightclub slash daytime rest and reading area is and then next to that is Azumi the Asian restaurant Asian fusion restaurant got the sushi and everything they sat me in a two top table right next to the window <clears throat> and I'm facing I guess the inside of the restaurant one table away and another two, two top a woman I don't know, maybe late 30s, early 40s, very attractive woman, sits down. She's at the separate table, but she's facing me. If we would have just slid our tables five feet in either direction, we'd be at a dinner for two. So uh, common practice would be just to strike up the conversation. I didn't have it in me. I didn't have it for this cruise. You know what? There's a there's a level of again, for some people it's it's a no-brainer. Okay, you start you start talking. Strike up a conversation. It's not if you're going to make a move, it's what's going to be your move, you know? For me, under the right circumstances, I absolutely would have. I didn't have it. I didn't have the swagger on this cruise. I didn't have the confidence. I didn't feel it going in. I knew this wasn't necessarily, I don't know. I, I, I was, there wasn't, was, there was a um, depression feeling. That's not what you could say, but there was maybe, what would you, melancholy. The whole cruise was a bit melancholy, but don't get me wrong, because I embrace that. It's like a rainy day when you're working, when you're on the perfect cruise, and everybody's around, and you're getting drunk, and you're having a good time, and it's day after day of just pure cruise bliss. You have that rainy day. Right. That rainy day comes in and it kind of resets everything. I look at that as this cruise too. this cruise is the rainy day of the overall cruises for the year. I didn't coin the term. I see that it's been out there a lot called cruise culture at the very worst. I kept telling myself at the very worst of what's happening out here is that I'm on a cruise to Caribbean islands doing exactly what I want to do, doing exactly what I chose to do for a living. Cruising at its best is all of that, but then the party, the fun, the dinners, the friends, the family, everything. But at its very, very minimum, it's great. And what I just experienced was great. But yes, at the same time, when you know you're on day, this was probably day five. When you're on day five, and I didn't have one sip of a drink on day five. And you just know that this is not one of your best cruises. This is not an overly communal party cruise. This is not a celebratory cruise. This is just being at sea and existing in an ecosystem in which I have become very, very comfortable with. And I'm trying to put a transition in place to where I don't have to be partying on these cruises. So um, that's under construction for me right now, that whole thing. So, yes, this cruise had a little bit of a melancholy undertone to it the whole way. Still great time. And I'm being as real as I possibly can. I didn't walk around miserable on this cruise whatsoever. But it was a different thing. It was, oh, look at all those people out there walking into the English pub. Look at those 11 people singing Sweet Caroline at the top of their lungs. Normally, that would be me. Hey, not this time. That's no problem. Just not this time. So no no problem. No harm, no foul. But yeah, I'm just sitting there. And we literally had an hour and a half dinner where we're basically... Taking turns staring at each—not other, staring at each, each other—and like, like she's desire, like she's like I'm the object of her desire. But it's because where we're sitting, you can't help it. Where we're the the place we're sitting. And yes, we did have an exchange. We did have an eye nod and how you doing and this and that. Because it was like it would be awkward not to. But I didn't want to be a. I didn't. I didn't have it in me to come up with the. Hey, what's a nice girl like you doing in a sushi joint like this? Of all the sushi joints in the world. You know, you had to roll. I I couldn't. I didn't have it in me to do some stupid quip to send a drink over because I was chatting with the crew and they were funny. And I was laughing. She must have thought I was a little weird because I'm looking at my phone and I'm just like laughing at my phone. And some of the suggestions were, were coming in. They were funny, like, you know, send over a sake bomb or something like that. I didn't. It just, if you were there, you just realize it wasn't that type of party. It wasn't. You know, she was a, she seen great energy from her. Great energy just in general from as a person, not towards me. I'm just saying she was so nice to the staff. She was um, very appreciative. I don't know what the hell she was doing there by herself. I didn't see her walking around the ship at all. Maybe she worked there. Maybe she worked on the ship. I don't know. I didn't, she didn't, she wasn't, you know, noted with any, branding from the ship or anything but who knows uh but yeah that was awkward that was weird that was a little kind of like um a tense moment for me uh what else what didn't i like on the ship also the um the windjammer. the windjammer was on so on the first night the windjammer was bad it was very very nervous because I, I was very nervous about it because i didn't want to go to the main dining room again there have been perfectly times when i have gone on solo cruises where I've sat solo at the main dining room and then I end up interacting with people no problem sometimes I don't interact with people but I didn't feel like even dealing with that this time it was just like I'm going to the jammer I'm in and out I'm nobody gets hurt let's fill up the plate let's overeat you're bored as hell anyway that was the problem just all that no all that all that um overeating out of boredom (laughs) but you know, it's just the windjammer how they set it up. It's just kind of confusing, because I guess there's not always enough people to eat in there, so they're always closing something with it. But they're closing this side, but then getting this side ready, so it's confusing. But then sometimes they're closing the seating section for this side, but that's where you get the food. But they happen to start closing down the seating in the section there, so you gotta eat in the section that's not in the section where you got your food. It was just a little frustrating as far as the layout of the Windjammer just to open the whole thing or just make them smaller. No, Uh, the staff overall, I would say it was more of those lower 66%. Mm -hmm. You know, the people who were just doing their job slash people who were kind of over it, especially from the bar. The bartenders were not warm and fuzzy. There was not a lot of smiles going on. It didn't seem like this staff was in love with the cruise ship that they are on. I don't know. Does it have to do with the fact that the ship wasn't built in this century. I don't know. I'm not sure. I like the ship, but, you know, overall, the staff wasn't too uh, too friendly. I told you about the room layout. The room layout was just bizarre. It was such a big, beautiful, comfortable bed. I loved that freaking bed. But there was a couch that basically was flush with the one corner of the bed and the dresser and TV system was flush with the other corner of the bed. Now, I can get over it, but it would have to be a two-and-a-half-foot step over if I wanted to go for a side approach on the bed on either side, or I'd have to just jump in forward. And that's kind of what I always did, was just jumping forward. I did get out. Occasionally, I did a side, a, a side disembark or a side approach, But mostly, I just went with the forward situation. But that was fine. You know, I'm just kind of nitpicking right now. Uh, The sail away was freaking weird. I don't know why we sat there. We were supposed to sail away at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. It was at least 6.30 when we got out of there. It was a dead-of-night sail away in the pouring rain. Now, I took a reel, go to Always Be Booked on Instagram. You could check out a lot of the reels that I did over the course of the last few days, including one that was just like a little bit of a Royal Promenade feature. Oh, no, 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 no. I did that on my personal, T-O-M-C-A-S-1-9, if you want to follow my personal Instagram. But I will start putting up the ones for the Always Be Booked reels. It'll be a lot of the same ones, some of the same ones, but you'll check those out when you see them. Uh, yeah, but it was just, it was dark. It was a dark, windy, and stormy sail away. Um, same thing from Coco K. That's nobody's fault, but I guess Hurricane Nicole or Tropical Storm Nicole started to make its way towards Coco Cay, and that was a problem because we absolutely, towards the tail end of Coco Cay, started feeling that. And from what I was told by a lot of the crew, we barely got out of there. We got on that ship, got out of Dodge, and that very night, the seas were rough. If you looked on the cruise mapper website, and if I was doing a... Uh, wake-up show and featured Explorer, it would have to be a sailor's prayer because seas conditions were rough on that one night and one night only, really. And then we made it to uh, to Jamaica. The next, uh, was it the next day? No, there was a sea day in between Coco Cay and Jamaica. Uh, no Montego Bay. I was kind of set on doing either Montego Bay or Dunn River Falls, but I decided on going to Montego Bay, what they call the hip strip, which is where all the bars, restaurants, this beach over there, uh, you know, cliff cliff sliding, diving, whatever. Uh, and I wanted to go. I wanted to go to Montego Bay and kind of maybe sample some jerk chicken, hang out, spend some time at Margaritaville. But I got off the ship late. Like I have like, been known to do. I did go to the gym every day. So I was at the gym. And then when I got off the ship, and it wasn't that late. It was like 11 o'clock. Ship. December 11, maybe noon, maybe it was noon, and the ship disembarked at 10. So I went out there to try to get a cab. I'm thinking maybe I could just get a cab to Montego Bay and then get a cab back. Shout out to Matt Hodgeberg. This is his frustration when he was in St. Thomas. He was all fired up. that. It was he would, And that's what it is in these tourist towns. A lot of times it's a shuttle or nothing, and the shuttle's not going to treat you like a cab. The shuttle, if they do anything, they're going to bang you for 100 bucks or so. For the shuttle. Now the key is to get a lot of people in the shuttle. Because that price doesn't go up by the amount of people. It's just that that shuttle doesn't want to go anywhere. It's not worth it for that shuttle to go anywhere. Unless they get in the full the, the full hit. You know. For, the, for, for, for occupying the shuttle. So instead of trying to be the Pied Piper. And try to get 11 people to go with me to Montego Bay. Uh, I said let me just jump in on this excursion uh it was a group of people not an excursion sanctioned but an just a group of people who were taking the shuttle to blue water beach club and uh in theory this place the pl- the fact that this place exists is great but i will say once you do get there it's it's to be desired it's it's a very very short beach Very, very crowded beach. They have everything you'd want for it. They have massages on the beach. They have a DJ. They have a jerk chicken station. They have multiple bars. They have live music as well on the other side opposite the DJ. Uh, But in general, it's just, plus it's a shit show. I was online for jerk chicken. So I got a Diet Coke, a jerk chicken, and a, a beef patty. Okay, because when in Rome, she gave me three tickets. I had to go to three separate tents to get all three. I had to go to the bar for the Diet Coke. I had to go to one place, one window for the for the beef patty. And then I had to go to the jerk chicken tent to get my jerk chicken with the side of rice and beans. And then you get to the jerk chicken tent. You're online for another 20 minutes. I was there for three and a half hours. I was online for the first hour and a half of it. So it was a little rough. It was a little rough. Uh, anyway, we made it back and it was fine. Um, Grand Cayman did not get off the ship. And I got to tell you, this cruise ship does not behave that well on sea days. It's a tight, tight, tight ship. Everybody seems to love to be inside for it. And it was jammed. Getting through the Royal Promenade was rough. But as far as my routine, it was good. Got the coffee every day. Went to the gym every day. Uh, I loved the fact that the ship, again, like had that old, older feel to it in that the room, the hallways were wider. The features, the uh, fixtures on the ship seemed to be a little bit more expensive, uh, a little bit more impressive. As Matt also mentioned, the artwork. Uh, I will say also that um, the Windjammer, as much as the layout was kind of weird, the first night the the choices were horrible. It got better and better every night as it went. So then it was Mexican night, then Italian night, then also other theme nights, and there were more selections. I don't know why they do that. Norwegian did that very same thing. There was such a it was such slim pickings on night 1. I don't know why. I think everybody maybe wants to get that main dining room in on night one, but it got better and better as the week went on. Um, I was uh, surprised and completely entertained by the production show. I hadn't done those in a while, and yes, that is an advantage to solo cruising. I'm not going to be the guy that drags my crew to the shows, and then I'll have FOMO if everybody's doing something else and I'm sitting on my ass in a show. I feel like I'll miss something. So I definitely got a chance to watch a show in peace. And, man, what a difference it makes when they have that orchestra and they had the pit. And, you know, again, these shows, yes, they're compilation shows. You're not getting anything out of any of these storylines. You know, you're there to witness talented singing, impressive dancing, And fun scene changes. You know what I mean? That's part of it too. The scenery changing. And really good music. So for that, my expectations were managed. And I did get exactly what I was looking for in that and more. I'll post some of those on the Always Be Booked Instagram as well. But everybody's so talented. And I want to say that too. I want to reiterate that. I've said that already. And one of the biggest reasons if I ever do that video, which I want to, about, you know, uh, reasons why you cruise. We get so lucky when you talk about the people who have a passion for being an entertainer and you talk about the people who do make it, who become international celebrities and superstars. And there's only room for so many people that can do that, 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 that there is a market for, that are, that's consumable by the global public. So what does that mean? That means there's going to be so many people that are just a hair Less talented, if at all. Maybe they're more talented. Maybe they don't have the right look. Maybe they're not the right thing at the right time. Maybe they don't know anybody or have any connections. But they're just as talented, if maybe a little bit less. You know what I mean? Where do they go? what do they do those are the people that are on places like cruise ships and that's why it's so awe inspiring when you're seeing these people and you're wondering what the hell are these people doing on this ship look how good they are it's because they can't imagine doing anything else for a living these types of people they cannot get a job in a shoe store they have to be creating. They have to have that instrument in their hand. It's like their oxygen. And who benefits from that? We benefit from that. So that's an advantage to cruising. Think about an Olympic Olympic skater or a diver. They all got to go to Royal Caribbean, right? I mean, where else are they going to go? They can coach. Yeah, this thing. I'm exaggerating. There's things they could do. But we we just benefit. And you almost feel guilty because they are deserving of so much more. They're deserving of so much more money and so much more pay and so much more notoriety, but they're on this cruise ship with us entertaining us, but we got to just all we can do is just be so appreciative of it. And that's exactly what I am. Speaking of being appreciative, I heard uh overheard an elevated conversation which makes me want to appreciate, you know, what we have and being able to go on cruises like this. Because at the end of the day, I, I was like, you know, this cruise is just a ho-hum cruise for me. It's a run-of-the-mill, you know, just kind of walking around, existing around the ship. You know, not necessarily uh, going to be on the list of like these incredible times like the previous cruise was that I just went on a Uh But, you know, it was just there. The cruise was kind of there. But on the sixth day, I just heard a couple talking to another couple on the elevator And they just had this exchange where the one said, hey, you believe it's day six already? We got to get off the ship. Did you have a good time? Oh, it went so fast. It went so fast. And then the other ones just said, hey, we're going to carry it with us. We're going to carry the memories of this cruise with us. And I'm like, man, shame on me for like thinking there's nothing ho-hum about this. There's, There's people who get this vacation. This is their vacation for the year. This is it. They get that one a year and this is it. And that's when... I think my mentality started to change too. Like, you know, I I did that. I did. I had my moment. And I guess I don't do this that often when I'm on a regular cruise with a bunch of friends. But I did have that, I'll call it the the victory lap at the end of night six. And there's a time on that cruise ship when things are kind of starting to pack up. And people are starting to go away. And, you know, the cruise is over. And, you know, it's, I walked it. I walked it. And and I'm walking and I'm seeing all these musicians pack up, whether it's the schooner bar. And I'm just taking the time to make eye contact, taking the time to have exchanges with people. And just the warmth, the warmth. And I, I couldn't help it. I didn't even spend that much time in the schooner bar. But I saw the guy. And he looked at me. And he smiled. He's like, I hope you had a good time. I was like, hey, man. Thank you for the whole week. Great job. I appreciate what you did all week. And he's like, Thank you so much, man. I appreciate that too. And we shook hands, gave a little bro hug, and it's like, that's something you get from cruising too. I go to the same guy, I get my coffee. I was like, Oh, last one, huh? Last one. Did you enjoy Thomas? The room steward. You know? You obviously you, you, you get a bond with them. Uh, you know, any bartender that you go to didn't really have a bartender that I really kind of bonded with on this cruise but you know whether it was the lady in the spa that i said hi to every day when she saw me walk into the gym and then on the last time but that last victory lap at night just going from the r bar so that's the layout there there's no boleros the basic bars inside are the r bar the tavern uh schooner bar and the pub and yeah, of course you have the show lounge and you have karaoke. They have bars too, but you know those are the, the the kind of the watering holes where people hang out. And you just make your rounds. You get that one last Dos Equis. I was on that Dos Equis kick. I started with Newcastle drafts, and it wasn't hitting. I don't know what it is. I thought Newcastle. I thought Newcastle would put up a better performance for me, but no, the, Dos Equis edged it out. So I'm just kind of Thomas. Did you have fun? Yes, I had a great time. You know. Every entertainer, the guy in the pub, the pub guy was great. Not like the guy on lore. This guy was good, engaging. You know what I mean? And you, you, it's bittersweet. And uh, you just don't get that on, you know, you go to a land-based vacation. Who you say, who, you're not saying goodbye. You, you didn't really have that. You went on this adventure with all these entertainers. You went on this adventure with people that you didn't know. Sometimes you make friends. Sometimes you don't. I didn't necessarily on this one. But, um, you know, there's a lot of it's like it's like a grand finale. It's like a show that comes to an end. You know. All right. Enough. I'm waxing poetically about, you know, saying goodbye to people on a cruise ship. But it's real. It, it was real. That 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 hit me in the subs uh, the other the other night. It it did, it did feel good. That was right, That was just last night. You believe that was last night. Wow, does look like cruising is getting back to normal. All the things now, no quest, but everything else seemed to be back up and running. Um, definitely to uh, enjoy touring the ship. Started to call cruising horn battles. A lot of good horn battles. We were horn battling with everybody with Oasis, MSC. They didn't horn battle us. They guess they were too a little, uh, you know, you know, we're beneath that. Um, uh, I love the fact that there was a 360 degree promenade deck that you could walk around outside the whole thing. And you got a full access to the helipad on that class of ships as well. And, uh, oh, Royal Caribbean cruise director presence. Now, again, I don't know. I can't tell you hundred percent if I know That this is because I was just more aware, and it very well could have been. But this guy named Elvis was the cruise director on this ship. He was a freaking hoot. He was funny. He was present. He was all over the channels. He was sarcastic at times. He was entertaining. He was exciting. He was good. He was fun. Uh, So... I will say that this was the first time, or not the first time, this was the best presence that I've ever felt from any Royal Caribbean uh, cruise director. Again, grain of salt because I'm solo, so I'm paying attention more uh, with a big group of people, you're not, you know, and plus on the other Royal Caribbean ships, Allure of the Seas, you know, you know how hard it is for a cruise director to stand out on Allure of the Seas, but... For what it's worth, I was very, very appreciative and impressed with Elvis, the cruise director on Explorer of the Seas. Uh, I will say that I did the art auction. I didn't buy any art, but I found it to be interesting. I always find it to be interesting to watch that whole process. And I did enjoy walking around and looking at the art. And it's cool. You get a little bit of uh, education when you go to something like that. You listen to them talk about the art. A lot of this was Picasso. A lot of it was Dolly. A lot of it was uh, Peter Max still kicking. Peter Max, I didn't realize how big he was in the 70s. Did you know that Peter Max... And I always find it funny because if there was no such thing as cruising, I'd have no idea who Peter Max is. (laughs) And Peter Max is like, you know, I always wonder if when he's going through his training in art and all his commissions and uh, eventually becoming a pop culture icon of art in the 70s or whatever, did he ever say to himself, one day I will be featured on cruise ships. But here we are. But he did a shift. He came out of the gate as one of the premier, I mean, mega successful artists when it comes to astrological impressions. He was an, uh, a space painter. He would do planets, that type of thing, stars, and his whole genre, his whole style was celestial and he was wildly successful and he made the incredible, incredibly bold move to pivot from that to kind of pop culture, New York City type of impressions, a lot of the skyline stuff, a hell of a lot of Statue of Liberty. And uh, it was very, very bold, and he made even more money doing that. It worked out for him. Then I heard he got brought up on some charges, but I'm not really sure about that. We don't have to worry about that. What else did I have written down here as far as general stuff? Uh, so fields. That's pretty much it, guys. Um, First cruise as an Emerald cruiser. This was for me. Emerald. And uh, yes, exactly. It's... I don't know what to say. You know, it's, it's, it's humbling. You know, Emerald Cruisers. Are we heroes? I don't know. I'll let other people decide that if we're heroes or not. But if we're, uh, no. But I, I think I got some more points coming based on, I don't think they doubled me up for these yet. I need double points for this one. I need double points for the last one. That'll get me to 70. And that'll get me 10 away from Diamond. And Diamond, for me, is when it really, really starts. But as an Emerald Cruiser, I did have Cookies. And bottled water waiting in my stateroom when I got in. And on day five, I don't know why they waited till day five. They gave me a beautiful, delectable bottle of Beringer White Zinfandel. Yes, yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah, it's $5.99 at 7-11. Yes, but that's not the point. It's the gesture. You know what I mean? Anyway, that was the cruise. You will hear from me again on Tuesday. We'll do a show, we'll have the emails. Tomorrow night we'll be back up with the Patreons, the wake up show, and ideally we'll be back to normal. Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com if you want to send an email. If you want five shows a week on Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash AlwaysBeBooked. More importantly, please join our Facebook group. Always be booked cruise and travel lounge on Facebook so you can get you into the community. Get you on these group cruises. We didn't talk about the group cruise. Woo! We're pushing 20 people. Very, very excited about that. Instagram always be booked. YouTube always be booked. You guys are the absolute best. Boat drinks, Cones.
2: There's a place where the boat is from, it takes away. I love your big problems, you got worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Take one part sand one part sea And one part shade of a nine-hundred tree And the drinks are cold and the reggae is hot And I know this is the place for me Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away I love your big problems You got worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves, Jimmy. You're right there, there's a perfectly good island somewhere Where will ride the boats and don't grab your coat You won't need it where we are going Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away, I love your big problems You could worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Pick me up, pick me up, pick me up to where the boat leads from it takes away I look at big problems You got worries, you can drop 'em in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the boat leads from, so get away. To where the boat leads from it takes away. I look your big problems, you got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the So get away To where the boat leads from and takes away Look at big problems You got worries You can drop them In the blue ocean But you gotta get away To where the police from